0: whole lot of talk the interviews that rock brought to you by rock antenna germany's number one rock radio
1: station this is sebastian from the rock antenna network and i'm here with the woman the legend susie quattro uh thank you for taking your time it's a real pleasure to be talking to you um you're currently touring through Europe, especially uh, Germany and Austria. And a couple of days, I think four days, yeah, April twenty fourth, four days ago, you played in Linz. How was the show?
0: We did three in a row. We did Bruno um, Prague and Linz. Fantastic. <laughs> also, <sold, laughs> all sold out, and just they—they they were high. They were high gigs. Um, and one of the reasons is uh, there's a, there's a solo. You have to Google it when you get off with me. If you Google Susie YouTube on YouTube, Susie live solo Prague 1979. There's mm-hmm. a bass there's a bass drum solo that's gone viral. It's millions and millions <sighs> of viewers, and I resurrected it for these three shows. Awesome. And it was like being 29 years old again. So, I mean, if you watch it, you'll see it's a very physical show. So, yeah, the the, the gigs have been going fantastic. And I have to be honest and say that I am getting the best critical reviews of my show in my entire career.
1: Oh, that's great. Uh,
0: At at 72, that's what you call a bonus.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) definitely, definitely. Um, with, uh, with no control, um, in March 2019 and now the devil in me released that, uh, 2021? 2021. 2021, yep. Yeah, 2021. You released albums like exactly one year before and one year after uh, COVID, like the pandemic started. Um, do you see a difference in, in, in touring and playing live now? And also uh, like, has the audience changed? Has your experience changed? Like before, during and after COVID? Do you see anything changed? Um, I think more when
0: the gig's first started to happen mm-hmm. you know you saw me you could feel a little bit nerves and you know yes sure from the audience and people a little bit unsure and all that but now it seems to have gone back into the normal mode but what's changed for me is the is the the the, the, the last two albums you know because they've they've made me very current again um and that's due to my son pushing me pushing me that pushing me that direction he kept saying come on mom Come on, we're gonna do this. He, he was really very sure of it. And and actually the Devil in Me mm-hmm. um has has the best reviews of any album of my entire career, which is unbelievable. So it it's just was we were having fun, my son and I. And but but like, but like I said, um now I'm doing um I mean obviously to get back to it, you're like, wow fantastic you know i'm playing again live fantastic and the 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 uh, challenge was during the covid years was to keep that energy level up to where it has to be make sure that your chops are together you know that you can play mm-hmm. and i used to i'd say four times a week during both those years i do four shows in my front room and i don't mean i rehearsed i put on the live cd and I did the show sweating towel around my neck. I did the show. So to just to show you, we did a gig in 2021 in Denmark. Mm-hmm. And that was the only gig that year because of the COVID. My wow. next gig was in 2022, April at the Royal Albert Hall. Amazing. You got to be kidding me. So from September, I hadn't worked until April and it was that big gig. And thank goodness I did the work because my husband said to me, nobody would ever know that you haven't worked since September. Nobody Mm -hmm. would have known. So I kept it to that level. Um, But now it just seems to be back in the swing of things. There's a lot of younger people coming to my shows. now, And I think that's to do with the last two albums. Because that would have appealed to a lot of younger people, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it seems to have gathered. So now I get young young girls all the way up to uh, parents with their kids and their kids' kids. So it's it's quite a rounded show.
1: Great. Is, like you said, you played Royal Albert Hall Um, after that long time. Are you still, like in general, are you still nervous before shows or is it just... Uh, business as usual Or is it after this time Where you're nervous I, I, I don't actually say I have nerves I get um, I, I have a little My own
0: little system I I don't 59, 59 years I've been doing this You don't ever Make the mistake of going out On the stage And assuming That it's going to be great Big mistake <laughs> So I treat I treat every show That it's a it's a battle I have to win to win the people over. And you laugh if you see me just before I go out there. I'm thinking, I hope they like me tonight. I hope they like me tonight. And then and then you take that one step onto the stage and it's it's Susie Quattro. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I take it. I I take it serious when I do, you know. Yeah, of course.
1: Of course. In May, um, you're coming back to Austria and then also Germany, a couple of gigs. Um, what do your off days look like when you're here? In, in, are you sightseeing? I mean, you've been here a couple of times in Germany and Austria, of course, um, but are you still sightseeing or do you have some special places you like to visit when you're in Austria and Germany?
0: Um, we usually try to come a day before the gig that suits me better. And we'll always do a little bit of shopping, and find a nice restaurant. That's what I try to do. You know, otherwise it's you know the old grind in the old days when you were airport sound check gig, go to bed, get up the next day, airport sound check gig, go to bed. I try to make it a little bit more for some private time too. So yes, we will be shopping and we will be going out for dinner somewhere nice.
1: Ah, great. Yeah, as in in Vienna and also Germany, we have great restaurants. We have oh yeah, sure. Cuisine, so sure. I guess well, we will have one of. Our-
0: one of my very favorite meals is Schnitzel.
1: Ah, uh, <laughs> it's the best. It is. Of course, it's the it best. It is the best. Yeah, it
0: is.
1: <laughs> um, let's talk about a little bit about um, the album. Just uh, like on your previous album, No Control, um, again, you worked together with your son, Richard. Um, on your latest album, The Devil In Me, and uh, how is or was working with your son? Did you feel like a special mother-son dynamics or is it purely professional working or how how does that feel working with your son?
0: Well, he wanted, he's been in band since he's been 14 and he always, always wanted to write with me and never asked me until 2, 219. And then he came to me and he said, I remember he went, mom, I need to write with you. I went, Okay. What you got? So he showed me three songs and I said, you know, three, three riffs. And I said, hmm, OK, put them down on the tape and let me work on it. So we we're in the studio. We thought we were having fun doing three demos mm-hmm. and the third demo. in, I turned to my son and I turned to the engineer and I said, we're making an album. And they went, we are. Something happened. Um, he wanted to. What, what Richard did was he gave me a fresh look at myself. I saw me through his eyes. So I felt brand new again, rejuvenated, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, the no, no control was a little bit experimental because we hadn't worked together before. So I didn't want any boundaries, mm-hmm. but by the devil in me, he got his confidence level up here and he kind of tried to steer it a bit and he did it. He wanted to bring me back to my first album and that excitement I felt making that first album. And that's what he did. So we've turned into quite a formidable songwriting team. He produces. He's produced my upcoming duet album with Katie Tunstall. He's produced um, my EP that's right now uncovered. He produced that Mm -hmm. and played guitar on it. So it's, it's very nice working with him and I don't have a problem. He had to adjust mother and son. I didn't because Mm -hmm. I grew up in a family where I worked with my sisters so I was used to that dynamic and he wasn't, but he's fine with it now. Absolutely fine.
1: That's great. Yeah. You said you, you started writing, uh, the devil in me, which your son, of course, uh, during, during lockdown, um, when, when, when the pandemic started and your shows got canceled, I think it was about a hundred shows that, yeah, that were canceled. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, what was uh, like in this difficult time that it was? Of course, uh, rehearsing and recording and all this stuff happening before you put out the record, um, in with all these restrictions and regulations um, that I guess you had as well. um, How how was it in these difficult times to put out an album and rehearse and record and everything?
0: Well, you had to follow the rules. Obviously, Uh, we were writing in an unusual way. I built. I had built, luckily, a small demo studio in my ground. So Richard was out there with the machines working on tracks and I sat on the patio working acoustically. Like I like to work. I'm mm-hmm. old school, you know? Um, and then we would, you know, because he's allowed to see me, I'm we're family. So we would do the demos in there. And then when we went to record, we had to follow the rules. We did the bass drums and piano at rack studios. And they had their rules where we had to be separated, you know, from each other. And all that. So that worked out that way. Fine. Uh, and the same when we finished off the album and then the videos we made in my garage and each musician went in separately. To do their bit. So you you work around the rules, whatever they are. We did what we had to do, um, but we wrote a hell of an album. You know, there's a funny story about I'll tell you just one track that's strange um, the, the the song, uh, my heart and soul. I need your home for Christmas. Beautiful mm-hmm. video to that, too. I was on the patio working. He was in the studio. He left the door open and and this music came out, and for a minute, I got annoyed because I was working on something else, and then something happened. He had put down a basic drum track, a bass part, and a guitar, and this was coming out the door, and I went. It was like somebody shot me in the heart with an arrow. Something happened it it affected me, and I went, "Oh my God, what is that?" What is that? And then I knew as an artist, as a, as, a, as a songwriter, don't think. Dangerous. Don't let your brain think. This is a feeling. Don't think. So I didn't think. And I walked out to the studio. I said, what's that? And he said, what? I said, what I was just hearing. He said, just something I'm working on. I said, do me a favor, Richard. Put the microphone on quick and play that track. And I sang the first four lines of the song without thinking about it. And in a voice I'd never used before. This is creation at its highest level. Yeah. I did not, I did not know that was going to happen.
1: Yeah. That's what it's all yeah. about. Right. That's that's yeah, great. It is. it is. You also like, um, at least two songs on, on, uh, the devil in me. Um, I guess it's uh, get out of jail and isolation blues. Um, like when I was listening to it I was thinking about it like in this time when you when you wrote it of course you covered the whole situation um was this I mean as as sad and and lonely this time was for so many of us um was it like special and a special chance for you to to write about something that we all experienced at the same time in a way all all, kind of the same of course Uh, was that like special for you? It was special for me.
0: Um, Isolation blues. I really did want to express that because I know everybody was everybody was lonely. You know, I didn't see my husband for five months. You know, it was sad times. But I wanted to. And it's funny, isolation blues is about that, but it's still a hopeful song. You know, it it's got some kind of kind of energy about it. And in fact, so many DJs have mentioned that song to me during when I was promoting the album, and I said, why? Is everybody mentioning this song? And one DJ said to me, because Susie, we have all these artists that have all of them have done at least one song about COVID, you know, being locked down. He said, but yours is real.
1: I can I can totally relate to that. When I when I was listening the first time to that song, especially and you also it's it's not just a song. It's like a little you have this this club sounds a little bit like you would lay in a small bar. You yes, have all these bar sounds, yeah. people talking, yeah. glasses ringing and everything. <laughs> and I just, I, I immediately, I closed my eyes and I felt like I was just, I mean, in this time, when you're alone, you're at home, you can't go out. There are no shows. There are no bars open. And then you can listen to such a song. It's just, it's just amazing. And it's great. It, ga- it gave you some comfort, which is what it's all about. Yeah, that's absolutely. Great. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for that. <laughs> I Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you said it before. And also, like I read, uh, I, re- I read about it uh, before the interview um, that you said yourself, the devil in me is the, the best album of your entire career. Um, what are your plans now after the tour after everything? What What's next? What's coming after this album? I've got
0: um, Uncovered is out at the moment. It's my six track EP of my favorite covers doing very well. You have to Google it. And there's going to be a live stream announced soon. And it will be the only chance people can hear me do these six tracks that I grew up listening to. That's a really good album. Uh, I've got a duet album coming out with KT Tunstall. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first single is out in May. And that's a just we just went like this together. I don't know how we did it. We we still we talk about it. How did this happen? Great album. And my son and I right now are assembling and writing songs for my next album. So we're now we're just working on that now. And we're being very picky, you know. He said he wants this. Now he's he's now he's got all his confidence has gone up here now. You know, now he says to me things like, trust me, mom, trust me. OK, Richard. So he's got his idea of what he wants this next one to go. And he wants it to be a completely different one. So we'll see. We're writing songs at the moment for that.
1: And you have any idea when it's going to be out or is it just well, in progress now? I,
0: I think it's, it's it's in progress. now. I don't think it'll be before 2024 because this year is taken up with the unplugged the uncovered and the, uh, the one I did with, uh, Katie Tunstall.
1: Mm-hmm. I see. Um, one, I guess, last question before you, we go to the IDs. Um, the icon that you are and not only as a solo artist and singer, but also as a bass player. I can only imagine how many women you have inspired um, over the years to play bass or another instrument or even pursue a career in the music business yeah. as is still hard today, especially for women um, to be successful in this industry. What would you tell young girls today that have this dream, that have this big dream to be a musician?
0: Well, My first thing I say to any girl is if you're going to pick up an instrument, play it. Don't play at it. Play it. I'm a serious bass player. That's my first thing I say. And if you're not prepared to give 100% of yourself to the profession, don't go into it. Because it's hard enough anyway. And don't go into it to be famous. Go into it because you love it. And there's nothing you can't do, female or male. There's nothing you can't do. I don't have any boundaries. I never have. I don't do gender, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually funny enough, very politically ac- correct these days. <laughs> I don't. Gen- I don't gender identify with anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I see. Thank you very much for your time, Susie Quattro. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you in Austria and yep. Germany. It's, it's starting, um, in Austria at, um, May 16th in Vienna. And then you go to Germany like 17th, 19th, like one day at a time. Um, many, many concerts to Austria and Germany. So, um, I wish you all the best for that thank tour, you. for the rest of the tour. And, um, thank you. I'm hoping to to hear the new the new album as soon as possible. <laughs> okay. And you will.
0: <laughs> ah. thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much for
1: your time. All right, that was it. Thank you very much, Susie. Okay. I wish My you pleasure. all the best.
0: Thanks a lot. See you. Goodbye. See you. Bye. Bye. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.